Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. If this message impacts you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us. We hope you enjoy this message. I can't sing a note, but I'm going to declare this is how I fight my battles. If I need to hum it, that's what I'm going to do. If I need to say it in my mind, that's what I'm going to do. If I'm going to sing it out, this is how I fight my battles. Because I'm going to declare it. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Just declare it out a little bit louder. This is how I fight my battles. Heavenly Father, we declare you are the God of the mountains. You are the God of the valleys. You are God of the people. You are God of humanity. You created us and you said it was very good. Lord God, we come humbly before you. We come in repentance. We come on our knees before you and we say, Lord God, thank you for fighting our battles for us. Thank you that we can look ahead and see not just the cross, but we can see the tomb from where you were raised. And we know that with that, there is a promise of eternal life that comes with that. That although we may face hurdles in front of us, although we may go through things that kind of feel sucky at the time. Lord God, we look ahead knowing that you are with us. And we declare that in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you take a seat? Fantastic. I'm going to get you to stay up your worship team. It's good to be in church, isn't it? It's good to be in church. It's so good to be home. For those who are guests, or maybe to the point that uh, you didn't even realise we were gone, that's okay too. Our family uh, took a, a break to recharge and to refresh, which is kind of helpful because uh, in 11 days time, as a church, and I say as a church, it's not Morella and I doing this. As a church, we have the absolute privilege to host something that we're calling a night of presence. For those who are unaware, presence is an annual conference that happens in Sydney. It is three days of worship, 
is three days of hearing from some of the finest communicators around the world. It is three days of drinking far too much coffee. It is three days of fellowshipping with each other and having a whole heap of fun. But I get it, we're in Hobart and logistically it can be difficult. Financially, it can be difficult. So we've been working as a church with the national office and with Pastor Phil And we are incredibly honoured and privileged that we have got a night of presence coming here. Pastor Phil is one of the finest communicators in the world. His booking list this year is in every church across the world. We also have our national director, John Pierce, coming down. And just to add that little bit extra flavour, we've also got the head of C3 Music nationally, Dan Karotz, is coming down to help with our worship team and lead us in a night of presence. I get that it's a school night. I get that it's Valentine's Day. We'll make it kind of lovey-dovey for you. And there'll be some people who will raise an eyebrow and say, yeah, yeah, whatever. On the first week of my holidays, I couldn't help it. I went to C3 Melbourne North. And there's a team of people coming across from C3 Melbourne North to us on that night. Because they're believing so much in seeing this. We have childcare available. I want to encourage you. Thursday the 14th, of February, seven o'clock. Am I getting a nod? Yes. Sure it is, seven o'clock. Put it in your calendar and turn up for no other reason than this. It may be your attendance that actually helps somebody else. You may go, well, I've heard these people before. I don't need to hear them. I'm okay in my faith, thanks. Do you know what though? There might be somebody who's looking to see whether you come and your attendance actually helps them transform their life. I really do encourage you, take some time and put that in your calendar to come. Holidays, reflection time, change things up a little bit. For me, it was my personal time with God. I felt like I'd become a little bit legalistic in the way I dealt with God. I felt like I'd become a little bit business-like. To be honest, my, my personal time with God kind of felt a little bit like an executive meeting. Where on a daily basis, I'd get up at five o'clock, I got my coffee, I would sit down, and I'd request updates from God. Where are we at, God, with this one? Come on, God. We're getting a little bit slower on this one, aren't we? Hurry up. We had a, we had a deadline of a week. And then what I did is I got into a bit of a pattern of telling God where we're at. How arrogant is that? Like God needs me to tell Him His strategic plan for the world. So the first step that I felt going into my holidays was listen more, demand less. As you'd expect, day one was pretty quiet. You could hear the crickets. Day two was fairly similar. 
We're in Melbourne at this stage. And day three, I took a long walk beside a river, kind of trying to jolt God with creation. It's a beautiful river. See the beautiful river here, God? You ready? I'm here. Day four, I started getting cranky. Day five, I actually seriously thought about going to get my hearing checked because I couldn't hear from God. Day six, I just genuinely cracked the sulks. And it was midday on day seven. I boarded a tram at about midday to go into the city. My girls were already into their fifth hour of shopping. And where I got on the tram was the furthest most stop. And there was me, the driver, and an intoxicated fellow who had forgotten to get off. And I knew there were 17 stops between where I got on and where I had to meet the girls. Being a Melbourne boy growing up, trams didn't excite me that much, so I just took my seat. At the first stop, a few people got on board. The next stop, a few more. The next stop, more again and more again. And as we got closer into the city, there was just sort of this influx of people until about the 10th stop. Have you got that photo there, guys? That was the tram. It was completely full, jam-packed. And there's an interesting thing about public transport. Although it can be jam-packed like this, nobody actually talks on trams. They just stand or sit, look at their phone, look out the window. And nobody actually sings on public transport. Well, there's the late night trams where a few people sing. But there was no actual singing happening on the tram. This was day seven. It was a 40 degree day. I don't like other people's sweat on me. As I stood there in my spot, defending my territory, on a tram that was full with nobody talking, nobody singing, I heard in my mind God, uh, this worship just going on. And it was just, our God reigns. Over and over and over again. At one point I looked around and I'm thinking, there's nobody singing in here. There's another point I, I looked around thinking to myself, have I just got off a tram that came from some evangelical conference or something or other? But then I just heard these voices of our God reigns. I'm standing on a tram that's full. Nobody's talking. I'm on day seven of my little fast with God. We're having a little bit of a tug of war here. I'm like, God, talk to me. 
I'm assured of my faith. I know where I'm going when I die. But I had this week of silence with God. And I felt dirty. I felt like I was out of control. I felt like, hey God, I'm supposed to be the one asking the questions here. Yet, you're silent. I felt like saying, God, I put my career on hold to step into leading a church where three quarters of your emails that come in are are complaints. Not this church. (laughs) And I just heard this. Our God reigns. There was probably 30 different nationalities on that tram. There was babies and pushers. And there was a lady in the corner who had a, a Zimmer frame. And there was everything in between. There was guys in suits and girls in ripped jeans. There was people there with red hair, pink hair, no hair and so much hair. There was so many body piercings on that tram, I could have started a jewellery store. And what I felt as these words kept coming in my mind of our God reigns was that God loves people. I don't know their situation. I don't know how many were on there. Maybe 80, 100, I don't know how many it holds. I am pretty convinced that there were souls on that tram that were in the middle of situations where they felt trapped, they felt without hope, they felt without direction, and they felt without love. And all the time, God just kept saying, I reign, I reign, I reign. I felt Him say, I love my people. Just love my people. Just love my people. Morella and I are sold out to this church. We are sold out to see people come into this church. We are sold out for the people of Hewan Valley. Because we want to see people fellowshipping together, serving together, loving together, hearing the Word, worshipping together. A few weeks ago, I shared that I see 365 people's lives being transformed this year. And I must say it raised a few chuckles with people and a few eyebrows went up and I did hear a few comments in the corridor afterwards that I should never have said a number like that. I repent. I apologise. Because the God I know, I underestimated what He's going to do. 
and he's going to do tenfold of that. Lou Engel once said this, revival is the eruption of God's heart being poured out and available for every person who chooses to receive. Tash Cooper chose to receive. And God's, the eruption of God's heart is overflowing on that woman's life. You don't get up and preach a communion message like that if you don't have God's eruption overflowing into your life. Hobart, we may not have everything perfect here. And sometimes church feels a little bit clunky. Well, people, we're a little bit clunky. But Morella and I are ready to see souls won, lives transformed, and people's faith restored. We are ready to see people stop dictating to God and letting God talk to them. We are ready to see God move in supernatural ways in this church. We are believing in healings. Our God is a healer. We are believing in seeing deliverance. We are believing in seeing the supernatural come. Why? Because we live in the natural. God owns the world in the supernatural. And we are believing in this. We stand in this. At C3, we are deliberate in creating a culture about walking the journey with people. Three weeks ago, I had to make a choice in my life to recalibrate a few areas that had got out of whack. Which is kind of awkward telling you as a senior pastor. It took a tram full of people. It took God saying to me, people matter. Humanity matters. I could have moved, I would have got on my knees on that tram. Instead, I used the next seven stops to just pray in my head. I wasn't doing anything weird. Just praying in my head. Praying for the lady who was in front of me. Praying for the young child who was there. Praying for the drunk who was still over in the corner asleep. I was praying for these people because I believe that right across this nation, we will see people stand up and make a stand for Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask this morning now, just before I go on, I feel like preaching a little bit today and haven't even got to a scripture. But I'm going to ask the question, if you want to go a little deeper, if you want to worship a little freer, if you want to praise a little louder, 
if you want to give a little bit more generously, if you want to serve a little bit more compassionately, if you want to love people a whole lot more this year, then I want you to stand where you are in your seats and together we're going to declare this song. We're going to declare our God reigns. We're going to declare it. I'm just going to encourage you to start singing it out. Our God reigns. Our God reigns over the people of South Hobart. Our God reigns over our city. Our God reigns over our state. Just declare it out. Our God reigns. Our God Come up here quick. Come on. Come up. Jump over the seats, guys. That's what your young kids can do. Let's get up here. If you're involved in our youth team, get up here. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, beautiful. Come on. Some of our leaders here, some of them are already out serving in other places because that's what our youth team do. I want us to reach out our hands. They start youth this weekend. We are believing that they are going to reach deep into our schools. They're going to reach really deep into our schools. We are believing there is going to be lives transformed. Last week, there was 14 young men and women from this church went to a Youth Alive conference and more than half of them went forward on the altar to say, Lord God, You reign in my life. You reign in my life. We are believing. I want you to reach out. I want you, we're going to sing this song. I want you to reach out to these people. Just start praying. Just say, God reigns over the youth in this city. God reigns over the schools in this city. God reigns over these people in this city. Lord God, our God reigns. God reigns. Our God reigns. Once you remember these people, 
Friday night, remember these people. Start praying for them, believing in them. We're going to have so many kids coming to youth and we're going to need so much pastoral care for these people. We come in expectation because our God reigns. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. Fantastic. Church. Whether you like it or not, Morella and I are here. And what I can tell you is that we're listening to God. And Ewan Valley is just the start. And it may not always be campuses. You know, I see our next gen, our young adults, they're going to go into Jane Franklin Hall. That's a campus in itself. That's a campus inside a campus. And we're going to see young adults give their life to Christ. And then they're going to start leading this church. Guys like James and Jono and and so many others who went through that system 10 years ago, they stand here today as leaders of the church. And we see them moving in there. There is a new breed who are in there and they are ready to hear the Word of God. I believe we've gone out of a place where it was uncool to talk about Jesus to a place where people are actually wanting you to talk about Jesus. They just don't even know it yet. You can take a seat. Take a seat. I've got you standing up. (laughs) I'm going to leave my message. much time I spent on that message <laughs> seriously on the flight home on the plane my girls will hate me for this and it's going to cost me five dollars each the turbulence sucked and they're both vomiting around me Morella's gone super quiet like God had gone quiet in my life there because she's about to vomit and I'm sitting there writing notes about my preach that I had for today and I'm not even going to use it If you're a guest here today, sorry, not sorry. Truly, if it is your first time here today, I want to say it's great to have you here. And yes, we do preach out of the Bible. That's true. A lot of people will say, well, go to a church today. They didn't even turn to the Scriptures. I can promise you I've got scriptures, haven't I, Silas? Put them up there. Give them a sneak peek. Tell them I've got something, man. There you go. Actually, you know what? Leave that one up there. I'm going to read that one scripture. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, 
knows that I am in chains, this is Paul speaking, because of Christ and because of my imprisonment, because of the situations I've gone through, because of the hurdles that are in front of me. Most of the believers here have gained confidence and will boldly speak God's message without fear. That's you, people. That is you. You are the believers. You are the believers. And we are going to go. There's a line in the sand. And we're going to step over that line as a church. And we're going to boldly speak that our God reigns in all situations. Tash, our God reigns in your situation. Is Gemma here? No. Peter and Bronwyn, are you still here? Outside. Bronwyn lost her mother this week. First thing she said to me was, I know God's got a purpose in this. Paul was in chains. Paul stepped forward. Paul spoke, and I I will preach this at some stage. It's not going to be today. But Paul spoke life into people. And because of it, he was in chains. But what he saw was it because of that? Do you know the title of my message this morning? Was Sook or Sing? Sook or Sing? I actually had to clarify whether I could use the word Sook. And Ali said it was all right. We have an opportunity, people, because of our situations to either go, why me and have a Sook or to sing, our God reigns. We have that opportunity to do that. I'm going to close in two minutes. I'm going to give us an early mark. And, and I, want, I want you to hear this. I am not downgrading what people are going through. Please, I am not downgrading that. One of the challenges you get as a pastor is that you get to walk the journey with people. I've said that. And that means in their good times and that means when they're going through a living hell. And we cry tears with them. And then when I meet with them, I try not to cry the tears there. Marala does enough of that for me. But I can promise you, when we get in our office or in our home, we get on our knees and we declare that our God reigns over every situation, every illness, every brokenness. very busted up relationship. We declare that our God reigns. So I don't downgrade what people are going through. In fact, I elevate it to a mighty God. Can I tell you this? Because we do go to the Scriptures. We don't heal. All through the New Testament, the disciples say, in the name of God, in the name of my Father, be healed. 
in the name of my Father, be delivered. We've got to give honour where honour is due and that is to our Father in heaven. Thank you for listening to C3 Hobart Online. If this message has impacted you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us at c3hobart.org.au.